Girls Who Product tells the stories of amazing women to inspire others to follow their path in the product area. This project is supported by Zalando. Hi everyone, welcome to the third episode of season three of Girls Who Product podcast. My name is Teresa and I'm, I will be the, your host today. Today we'll be joined by Chiara Quaglia, who is a senior product at Zalando. And Girls of Product is a series of interviews with women that have been able to beat the, the selling and become success, successful makers, entrepreneurs, and agents of change. Our mission is to inspire, connect, and empower more people to get in product roles. So welcome, Chiara. Um, Chiara Quaglia is the senior product manager. She has been working for almost four years at Zalando and now she's working in the outfit program focused on the inspirational experience with a passion to learn new things and excited about her work team. Hi Teresa, and uh, thanks for the introduction and nice to meet you and thanks for having me. So Chiara, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you come from Italy, but uh, you have a very diverse academic background. Do you want to explain us a little? Sure. So yeah, I come from Italy from a very small town in the northwest of Italy, uh, close to the border with France. And uh, I actually spent there my first 19 years of my life. I call it my first life. Um, and I study in a quite technical high school for accounting. Um, but eventually, after my first internship in accounting, I realized that was not the job I wanted to do. So I started informing uh, what was the best public university of uh, economics I could attend in Italy. And Padua was the choice. I knew it was quite difficult to get in, but I was like, okay, the destiny will decide. I eventually made it. So there I moved to Padua, that was kind of 500 kilometers more east in Italy. Um, and there it started what I call the second life. So a more dynamic life than my first 19 years. So yeah, I studied there three years. Um, I focused more on economics, a more theoretical part of economy. Um, and after that, I was quite sure I didn't want to continue um, the most academic path. So I eventually signed up for an internship. It was, there was an European program to do an internship abroad. So. I was, I've been selected by a UK company, but last minute they told me they had some issues. So if the company would have been in Texas, <laughs> so I ended up to be in, uh, to do an internship in Texas. And that was a great experience, it was a, a gate, a solar powered gate company for ranches. Um, and I did a rotation program there. I work in different departments. People were extremely friendly. The American culture uh, really, <laughs> I really fit in immediately. Um, and there I realized I really like this international environment. I really like working in a company also. So that's why I moved to do a master in international management in Bologna. Okay. A great program uh, that has 50% of the people coming from abroad and 50% from Italy. Uh, so also attract people from uh, um, abroad to Italy that I felt was quite cool. Um, I studied there actually just one year because I got to know while I was there that there was this scholarship to study one year overseas. Uh, there were 60 spots for the whole University of Bologna. So I was like, okay, one more time, the destiny will decide. And I eventually made it and the University of Santa Barbara select me. So there I spent my last year. So yeah, quite a journey <laughs> of studying. Yeah. 
And, and do you think that that experience abroad in California uh, helped you later in your, in your career? Definitely. I think it's the most important experience I did. Actually, I'm sure. And uh, the most uh, important experience I did my university, my studies. Um, first of all, okay, the obvious, it's uh, nice to have in your CV and get noticed. But most of all, um, I learned things that the Italian university didn't taught me. Okay. There are things that I use every day in my work life. So first of all, soft skills. I had to present all the time and I was not used to do that. Um, I, you have way more hands-on projects. So I was studying in this program called the Technology Management Program. It was a program for engineers who want to start their own startup. Okay. And I, I had, every week we had to create a new startup. I was like, I, I cannot have so many ideas every week, create a business plan, pitch it to a group of VC that the professor was inviting. Um, and you had to do them like you really need to be entrepreneurial. I had to contact VC on LinkedIn, stalking them to get information on how to create a business plan for some startup. And, and there I noticed really. I use all the skills I built in my daily life, in working with team, um, in being entrepreneurial and uh, achieving uh, your goal um, the same way you do in your daily work. Yeah, great. I, I have not had the, the opportunity to do Erasmus abroad or launch my startup, but who knows, it's in my plans to still explore that side. But uh, Chiara, before you joined Zalando, uh, you had different, uh, different experiences in okay. different companies, among them uh, L'Oreal as business trainer or, or Ferrero more related to marketing. So my question is, um, did, you, did you eat all the chocolates <laughs> that time? <laughs> I eat a lot of chocolate. I ate a lot of chocolate. I still eat it, actually. So uh, it didn't change so much my habits living in Ferrero. <laughs> I actually got a lot of uh, insider tips. For example, for instance, uh, now I always check the expiration date on Ferrero products okay. as they don't put any conservants or uh, anything. So they are way better when they're fresher. So as insider tip, never buy a Ferrero share with just two months of expiration date. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, like when I came back to Italy, I was like, okay, I love this international vibe. I love entrepreneurship. So I tried actually to join a few entrepreneurial em environments in Italy, but was really, really tough. Uh, going back to the US was quite impossible. Uh, once you leave it, uh, getting a visa was really, really hard. Um, so I, I applied to a few places in Italy. It didn't work out. So I was like, okay. I know that applying for big consumer goods company is still a good choice, especially for your CV. You learn a lot. Uh, it's a solid experience. So eventually that's how I end up in L'Oreal first and then Ferrero. Um, however, I could say that from day two, I realized that it was not a perfect fit. Um, okay. I would say it was really not what I really realized in my study. I like it. So I stay there quite a lot, <laughs> so even have this realization. But, uh, and I learn a lot. Analytical skills, they are really, really, I was working in trade marketing and they are a school for trade marketing. So if you're really passionate about that, um, it's the best place you can be. Um, but at that time, that was not my passion. 
Okay, but uh, probably that that was what made you change your mind. And what yes. made you change your mind and come to Berlin to work at Zalando? Yeah, so as I mentioned, it took really too much to make this decision, two years, because I think I was comfortable. Um, I felt okay. I'm working in Piedmont and Turin. It's a very cool city. I have an apartment here yeah. and uh, I have great colleagues. Uh, and uh, it's Ferrero, it's the best place to work in Italy, what I'm complaining of, right? Uh, especially in Italy, the unemployment rate for young people, it's quite high. So I also felt I was, I should have not complained. Um, and then I think the cherry on top that when they arrived, luckily, uh, was that they announced that they would have moved the headquarters from Turin uh, to Alba. Alba, it's a smaller town and a little bit in the middle of nowhere, very close to my hometown. So I was like, okay, that really means I would have had to do a step back. Uh, I really felt it as a step back. So I took the courage and that night I uh, started applying. And this, this time I decided to apply also in Europe, not just focusing on Italy. Uh, and I applied in London, Berlin and um, Barcelona all the innovative tech companies that I knew. I tried to focus a little bit, not in small, small startup, because I knew that leaving Ferrero, that is a huge corporation, would have been too difficult to go to a small startup. So I jumped uh, too risky, let's say. So Zalando was um, a, one of my favorite options. Uh, and eventually it worked out. I don't know how, <laughs> really, because I had a very trademark experience. It's really different, but eventually convinced the recruiter and it worked. Okay. So you started at Zalando as a junior, I suppose. Yeah. So at that time I was like, okay, I'm okay to restart from scratch. Even if I already have two, three years of career, I'm okay to start as a junior. Um, because I was like, it's more important to be happy than the title. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I've been quite lucky because my manager realized I did a step back and actually in two years I became a senior. Yeah, so, that was, I was asking you, okay. uh, what do you think was the biggest impact in this change to, change to senior product manager? Going from junior to senior, uh, what were and still I suppose, are the biggest differences you feel in that role? So I think the attitude is always the same. So I always try to always do my best and always be out of my comfort zone. So mm -hmm. that's uh, never change. So I think it's my same attitude that I have right now. Let's say in, this, in the team, as so I joined as a business development manager in this small dynamic team, inside Zalando, you can almost call it a startup inside the startup. Okay. Um, that was trying to tackling social commerce opportunities. And my role um, in that team that was named distributed commerce was quite um, broad, was quite diverse. I was helping the product team building up this checkout, seamless checkout solution for social commerce, mainly with discoveries. But I was leading all the, also the testing. And so I think from day one, my lead really gave me full ownership and mm -hmm. I proved little by little that I was ready to take more. So um, he always say that um, my lead, that is actually the same right now, uh, also in my new role, he always say that to advance in your career, you simply need to show up in a meeting with all people one level up and prove 
that there is no difference with you and the other people in the room. So I think that's what happened. And eventually I also enlarged my team. I hired two people along the way. So one business and product analyst and one campaign manager. And so at that point, it was not just about individual contribution, but the responsibility was about team contribution. And that was, I think, the biggest change of, uh, okay. for sure. Do you consider yourself a fashion lover? No, I'm not a fashion lover. That's why I think uh, I have a great opportunity at the moment in my current team because I'm actually, it's a, we are working in a really fashion lover product. It's really about the inspiration. And I'm usually the person that doesn't gather inspiration. So that's actually a great opportunity because I don't have any biased mindset. So I really need to listen to the customer what they want. Yeah, but because yeah. you are working at the Outfit program. Uh, yes. Do you want to, to explain us a little bit uh, what does the outfit program consist and what, it, yeah. what is it, its purpose? Sure. So, yeah, like um, after working in distributed commerce, some point distributed commerce merged with outfit program as we realized that social commerce, that the opportunity to tackle social commerce was not about checkout anymore, uh, but was upper in the funnel. So people spent all their time on Instagram to actually gather fashion inspiration. Okay. So somehow they are competing with um, Zalando in gathering fashion inspiration. So basically what we are trying to do, especially um, my part in the outfit program, it's to bring inspiration on Zalando. So we do this also leverage influencers and creating shoppable outfits. Uh, we recently, I recently launched, launched basically influencer profiles in which the influencer can tell something about her, uh, can connect more with uh, the followers. So yeah, what we are trying to do is really to give the opportunities also to Zalando customer, not just to see Zalando as um, a checkout flow and, or something they would open just when they want to hunt for something, but also when they want to explore for fashion. Okay. That's, that's really interesting. Um, so you, you tell that you, you have recruited, hired uh, two mm -hmm. people and, until now. So when you are interviewing someone, what are the three essential traits that you are taking in mind to interview or to get this person for your team? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, of course, it depends on the role. Um, yeah. yeah, like if you're working hiring for a campaign manager, you will look for something for analysis and something else. Let's say if I would hire someone in the product management role, yeah. um, I would focus yeah, on three things. One is attitude. The second is analytical thinking. And the third is strategic thinking. So attitude, it's definitely the most important one. So with that, you're already getting 70% uh, of the points with me. Um, because I really believe this, the attitude of making it happen, of contributing to the team, it's the key uh, in a product management role because you have so many things to push forward and you're really uh, at the center um, to make it happen. Um, and another key advantage of the attitude is you can easily compensate lack of knowledge that is typical for any product <laughs> managers because it's so broad and so diverse, especially when you're new in the role, 
it's impossible you're good at everything. The imposter syndrome is a typical thing and makes sense because it's really impossible. But if you have the right attitude, you will learn it. You will learn by doing, you will ask people, you will be resourceful and find a way. Analytical thinking, it's more obvious. You have a lot of complex problems to solve constantly. And I think analytical thinking is really key uh, to make it also there. Uh, and strategic thinking, um, I think it's, um, it's really, really important because somehow you, you need to alternate thinking fast that it's every day, um, being operational, meeting stakeholders, being a great project manager with also time to be more reflective and uh, to eventually have a vision where you want to bring your product and be sure that this vision is aligned with the overall company. So I think this is the most difficult skill. Um, I think I'm working myself with it, but I think if you have good basis of that, I think that helps a lot in doing a great job as a product manager. Yeah, I have a few missing, a few things missing, but I, I guess I can apply to Zalando now, <laughs> to, to your team. I'm kidding, but uh, but you recently uh, started an internal training program in Zalando, in which we share your experience with people who are also looking for a career change and are not sure what they want. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about it? How did it start? What what are the biggest challenges challenges of it? Sure. Um, so yeah, when, uh, as I mentioned, uh, when I became a senior, two things, so one year ago, actually, in uh, distributed commerce, my whole team, mm -hmm. two things changed. One internal, one external. The external one was my team got merged with the outfit and we became the outfit program. And in my back, my old role, I felt I was not contributing anymore as I wanted. I was, didn't have the visibility I wanted. I didn't have the ownership. I was not maximizing my strengths. So that brought me to an internal change that I asked myself, okay, what's next? What do I want? And from there, what do I want in life? So I start ch questioning everything. What was my role? How could I contribute? And um, I took three months in which I really focus on myself. Um, so I read a lot. I talked with a lot of people, especially I read a book called it, um, Design Your Life okay. by Bill Brunette and Dave Evans. Um, and they are two Stanford professors of design thinking. And what they say is that they decided to write this book because they couldn't understand why people, why their students were so good in designing products that customer love, but they were not able to design their own life. So they were like, okay, so they, they basically took all these design thinking methodologies and apply to design your own life. And mm -hmm. based on this course, they actually brought the book. So I followed step by step. I, I thought, what are my values, my product, my, sorry, my life and work values. So my compacts, um, what are my good at, what I really like doing it. And then I build up hypotheses. So really, as you do in product management, and that was the time of prototype. So validating the hypothesis. And for the prototype, it was mainly conversation. So I was like, okay, maybe I would like to do sales. So I met with all the people in Zalando that were actually working the sales team. Uh, and I asked them, what do you do every day? Tell me about your job. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. And after all this conversation, I had a short list 
a possible career changes and I start crossing them and I've, I, I waited to understand what was the feeling. So it's called it, um, the Chinese pizza effect. Uh, so okay. basically they say when you go say a colleague okay let's go for lunch Chinese or pizza and the colleague tell you for me it's the same so then you say Chinese and the colleague say okay maybe pizza was better so <laughs> I did the same okay I crossed this I was like if I don't feel bad this is out of the table and one thing left and that was product management so what happened is that I realized so many people were in my situation um, Little bit Zalando is becoming more a product company. So many people are thinking about it. Okay. If you really want to have ownership, if you really want to make an impact, but they are not sure how to make this choice. So for me, really helped me having really a feel rouge that was making me so sure that was the right choice. So in this training, I basically just share my experience and I hope I can inspire harder. I can help with these methodologies I acquired and yeah. That's and the training, the training is inside Zalando? Yeah, so I did my first one in February and uh, then okay. we paused it with COVID and now we are thinking if the situation stayed the same to actually having it on Zoom. So okay. it's a little bit a pity because there is a lot of teamwork also there. You have a design partner there that help you to do it and I think remotely it won't be the same. Uh, and then at the same time, I keep having one-to-one -one conversation with anyone who wants advice. So uh, on a one-to-one -one level, I keep um, doing it. On a bigger, uh, bigger training, I'm waiting a little bit to understand how to continue. That's a, that's curious. That's it was like a sabbatical uh, moment for you. Yeah, exactly. I was still working. I was still getting paid. <laughs> I was just yeah. a little bit more distracted. <laughs> but, <laughs> But this ambition of yours to always look for more and always try to be to be better is also seen in your day-to-day -day life outside of work. I know you, you like to ride your bike and, and run and right now you are training to Aerovelo Route 7. Uh, for those who don't know Aerovelo 7 uh, is a 7,000 kilometers long distance cycling uh, route running north south uh, through the whole of Europe from the North Cape in Norway to the highland of Malta in the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> so how, how did this passion for, for the competition start, Chiara? Yeah. So I think Eurovelo combined the, these two passions as you were mentioning. One is really traveling, go far, discover. Um, and the other is, yeah, like challenging yourself, right? Seven K kilometers um, and going fast it's a lot yeah yes <laughs> so i think how did it start i think it's actually from my teenage roots i really wanted to bre break out from my town let's say right and but i'm quite insecure as a person um so then i i always need to overachieve i always need to overstudy overwork to be sure i'm ready for it so i think that's what I did. Like in my hometown, I was like, I wanted to be sure to go far. Even if I start maybe not um, at the best place, let's say. So yeah, I start, um, I wanted to prove I could make it. So that's why I think I take myself a little bit too serious sometimes. <laughs> and I challenge a little bit myself. <laughs> but yeah, actually the Eurovelo, it's um, a great project. I really recommend anyone 
who likes biking. Uh, since I'm in Berlin, I discovered this passion. In Berlin, there are no mountains, hills, or ocean. So <laughs> that was uh, what was left. And I think it's, um, it's great. Yeah, and I, I know that you are not going to, to stop there because probably you will have more kind yeah. of your novellas. Um, in our la last podcast with Mathilde Caron, uh, that works at Zalando too, uh -huh. she mentioned that working remotely has positive aspects. However, she misses the face-to-face the -face work and physical being physical with the team. Do you feel the same way? How, how is it going? Yeah, I agree totally. So I also listened to Mathilde and paradoxically to me happened something a little bit opposite uh, to what she said. She said that actually she can bound less in her team than before. What happened is that, so the outfit program merged basically two teams together, right? Yeah. And in the beginning I felt we were really not one team, but it was still a little bit two teams, right? You know the people and you just talk more with them, you interact more with them. And with COVID, basically what happened, we formalized more meetings that before were more casual, right? You need to talk with another product manager, you just go there and you talk. While now we have, for instance, um, every morning at 9 a.m. I stand up for all the product managers in my team, so my peers. And what happened is that in those 30 minutes, every morning, I got to know them better what they do and most of all i'm learning so much from them and before it was not formal this meeting i could have just go there and ask oh, how is going your product what are you doing right but now it got formalized um, and that helped me a lot uh, actually but i agree that i miss out a lot of other things so for instance uh, i networking is so important in Zalando networking with other product managers other teams it's a huge company and you could leverage so many synergies if you really know the stakeholders to reach out. And usually I was just, when I was like, okay, I should meet someone in that team, I was just putting a calendar invite and get to know lunch. Um, and then you have also an informal way to really get to know someone and now it's really impossible. So from one side, everything became formal and there are some mm -hmm. advantages, but then the informality that was helping in other side uh, got lost. So I really hope at some point, eventually we got back. We to have to money. change. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Otherwise we need to, we do some informal uh, coffee breaks and, but it's really not the same. I feel. Yeah. And getting back to your personal life. Um, and at the moment you are professionally, would you change anything now? Um, if you could do anything, uh, what it could be? This is more personal question. Yeah. yeah, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> so I think at the moment I'm very happy. So that's already quite good, I think. Uh, I think I got here a little bit too late. Um, if I see, look backward in the end where I end up to be, it's where I want to be. But it took me a lot of time. Um, always take into consideration quite ambitious, right? Yeah. I had to restart too many times. And, and I think the reason is because I never asked myself, what do you want to do? I was just rubbing opportunities. I was like, oh, that's a great job for the curriculum, great pay, it's there. But I never asked, would I like to do that? So that's one thing I would like to change of the past. And um, of the future, I hope one day I will have the courage to go in a smaller company because I think that would be even a better fit for me. 
um, I'm not a risk taker, but mm -hmm. I want to take that risk because I think I really want to bring my contribution. At the moment, it's perfect Zalando. You really get the methodologies. You really master the job family, right? That's a great school. But then I would like to go in a place where I can be the teacher, um, where I can really make the biggest impact. And the dream would be in Italy. Mm -hmm. But let's see. So that part, uh, I'm really not sure. Yeah. I just have one last question yeah. for you. And now then we can open the moment for questions for those who are listening to us. So Chiara, what advice would you, would you give to women or, and people in general who want to become product managers? Yeah. So um, I think my advice is quite short. Focus on your strengths because that's what helped me. And that's what I saw help a lot other people getting into the product management job family in Zalando. So um, it's impossible you will be good at everything when applying for a job you've never done, right? So uh, it's impossible you will be able to bring your product management experience if you've never done it. And that maybe it really will block you even to try, but that's a wrong attitude. Like you bring a lot a lot of capabilities that are your strengths that will be relevant in the product management of family because there are so many capabilities required and not everything can be your strengths. So for instance, when I decided it's product management, I went to, my, to the hiring manager and I told him, okay, I can bring you very big experience of stakeholders management, analytical thinking and strategic thinking. And I explained him why so maybe I was really lacking a lot of skills on the technical side, on product methodologies, but I was really, really convinced that I could bring that to the table. And I know others, product manager who made it, also in my same team, for completely different reasons. Maybe they were really technical. They knew how to talk with engineers. And that was their pitch. And so I think, don't be scared, just try and really focus on what you're good at and what you can bring. The rest, you will learn it. And um, yeah, that would be my advice. Advice, yeah. Thank you, Chiara. It's been 30 minutes super, super fast. Uh, we have now opened the, the time for, for questions. It, it was also possible to, to ask in advance for mm -hmm. those who don't know. Uh, and we, we had a question um, that I can do it uh, be, uh, Oh, we have another question here. Yeah. Andre is, is, is asking if you did stop going out for lunch with friends and colleagues in Berlin. <laughs> so for a while, yes. So in Berlin, there was never a very strict lockdown. But in the beginning, yes. And eventually, very recently, actually, we did um, a meetup um, with all the product managers of my team. So I didn't see them for four months except of Hangout call all the time. And that was super nice. <laughs> and we have another question that is, how do you determine your personal sweet spot in your career, especially when filling out different types of roles? How do you evolve best in your roles? Okay, wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I get it correctly, it's um, how do you cope with all the roles you have as a product managers, also to evolve your career, right? So um, I think this is the biggest challenge that actually I'm facing. And I think most of the product manager are facing. Prioritization, time management, 
it's really a key skills because you will be drawn into uh, constant requests, constant meetings, and also a lot of operational work. So I think the key is really know when to delegate and delegate means being very persuasive because no one report to you. Um, and the key is also knowing when to say, no, I'm not there for anyone. Now it's time for me to focus on long-term plan, on uh, my learning. Uh, so what I do, I put blocks on my calendar with written no meetings. And in those, that time, I really force myself to do uh, long-term thinking, uh, being more reflective, um, and try to avoid to be always in the day-to-day -day, uh, work. That's what it's... But I, I, I really keep struggling with this. So I think learning how to prioritize to say no. Uh, that's uh, a big, big skills of a product manager that I'm still learning. <laughs> um, I think it's a key. I don't hear you anymore. Yeah, I'm, I, I was on mute, yeah. Uh, we have time for some more questions. And I think we have here in the participants, Isabel Machado, that uh, she wants to do a question. Isabel, are you there? Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, so yeah, uh, you doing, um, you saying that you were putting up a scheme more or less, let's call it to form and train the younger people that want to continue product management. Have you thought about putting it like, um, as a graduate, the same as you were talking when you went to the U S and when you have a chance to do different companies, different times and learn a little bit of everything, have you thought of trying to pull that up with uh, Zolando. Zolando. So yeah, you were asking me if I've ever thought to teach a little bit external from not just internal people to Zolando, right? It's trying to get like um, a graduate scheme within Zolando and to get um, a partnership with different companies. So let's call it, if, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm also someone that has been working around in different countries and always doing the same as taking the, the first opportunity that looked the juicier. Mm. And the graduate scheme that I think it might, it could have, it could be an, a good step forward, which is implementing what you're saying. So training young people on product management, but wouldn't it be a good thing? I don't know, I don't know I'm just out of the blue. To yeah, make yeah. a scheme with different companies that you think they are the top companies of product management and get them all together and see if they would agree to do a program and like have trainees going from one and the other for six months, one year, I don't know, and yeah. see if it's, it's worth it. <laughs> I think I got the idea and I <laughs> because I actually one time pitched it to a colleague of mine like having, I really feel there, in product management there is a huge gap and everyone knows it, that nobody knows what is it until they meet someone who is a product manager because they don't teach you that in school. And I think there is a really difficulties to enter and that's what, what happened is that companies are losing talent who don't know about product management 
they might be the perfect fit and then they don't take the courage to maybe do a step back they say okay i need to start again my career i don't know how to do so one time i thought about it um, my way to start was already to propose internal training i already felt it was a lot i was like okay who am i to do a training inside zalando and that i just did this three months and i'm product manager since quite a short time um, but i really believe it's a great idea so i will uh, keep eventually pushing with the HR department now that I open a little bit of door uh, to think about this. But um, I think what Zalando is doing is really trying to attract more product managers also from different job families. That's why I, for me it was quite easy eventually to enter because they realize um, that there are so many capabilities that are super relevant also coming from different backgrounds. So, um, but I agree with you that something is still missing to help young people to make it happen. Thank you for the question. Thank you, Isabel. Uh, I think Andrea is is uh, answering to, and I will try to. Andrea, can you join us? Hi there. Thanks for for letting me uh, join into this conversation. Really, uh, really nice to to hear. Uh, from from you again, Chiara. Uh, yeah, my, my, my question uh, to to you, Chiara, is um, is just a, a comment uh, a, a to what you were saying. So one of one of the, the things that we do here at Productize, we we follow some students, and today we had a meeting with some students that we follow that, and they are senior students, so they are people that have a bachelor's already, but then they they decided to. Do, Complementary uh, studies in this case in data um, and, and analytics. So they're doing um, uh, one of those uh, bootcamp codes, uh, coding schools um, uh, courses on on data analysis. And um, we were really surprised because we were speaking with them this morning and we were telling them about what we do here at Productize, and they were still very much. Uh, unaware about the product position so they they are doing a course on data they are doing a course which is uh, mostly a, a crunching numbers and you know finding patterns and getting you know all the juice out of data for x y and z and still those three guys they have and one girl they had no idea that uh, a product could be an interesting career opportunity for them. And then when we spoke about it, they were like, hmm, really? Yeah, that actually makes sense. So isn't this surprising? We are now, you know, 2020. It's not like product managers have been in a cave and nobody knows about them, but you still get these conversations going. And I, I don't, I just don't know what, what's your experience about it. And if you want to share something about how can we make the, the product career paths more of I don't know, uh, just open has a, an opportunity for, for everyone, really, that, that are doing data, that are doing coding, that are doing engineering, that are doing management at large. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised of what you told me. Um, I think I also learned about product management once I was in Zalando and not before. And um, so, and I, I studied even in California, so I thought, okay, maybe there. But I think uh, the main issue is that 
I, I feel it's in the university. There is not a product management university. And when you study international management, I felt it's just focused really on marketing, finance, um, more operation and project management that eventually are all capabilities. You can also leverage the product manager, but there is not really an education about in the university about this. Um, and then another thing is that somehow I feel product management has a lot of interpretation. In Italy, if you look on the internet, on LinkedIn, product management, probably you won't find any job. But then you have a design thinking specialist or um, innovation manager or um, technology. You have the most diverse names to call what is actually a role of a product manager. In some companies, a product manager is really, really technical. Google, I know it's, you need to be able to code. In Zalando, it's, now it's focusing more on strategic thinking. So can you have a product vision? Can you bring it forward? Um, and you will ally with your engineer lead for more the technical things aspects. All right. I think also there, is, there are a lot of definition of product management. And there is not a clear education. Um, some, yeah, I think it will get there. That's my, what I believe. In Zalando, I never heard a lot about product management. I, learned, I knew that there was this role, but it never even went through my mind. And then recently, they're really focusing in building up a great group, uh, leaders of product managers. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm an ambition. This is a great role to be. I want to be there. So I think also it's an evolution inside companies. So I believe in the future it will be a key. Um, so I always say everyone, it's never too late to move to product manager if you understand that's what you like, because I really believe there will be a great future for that. But yeah, um, I don't have a full answer for you, Andre. Yeah, well, we're, we're doing on our, what we can on, on our side with the conference and the course and a number of things. By the way, when are you going to do your 7K um, bike ride? <laughs> So, yeah, we did uh, last year Copenhagen to Dresden, so that's 1K. Okay. This year we are going to continue to the border with Italy, so in theory in August. Let's see with COVID, we had to postpone it a few times. Mm -hmm. um, and then there is the hard part. So that's, there is the Nordics, Finland, uh, there is not even a clear route yet like if you see the map there are some just on dots working in progress italy i know italy so that will be also challenging with bike routes arriving up to sicily and then malta but yeah like that's one, and, a little bit one one k how, how many days that does that take like 10 days you do so, what, 11 days yeah days. so we do usually 100 120 kilometers per day, per day. yes wow. That's, that's so, that's huge. No, like if you take it chill, it's uh, six, seven hours. So you, you oh. don't go fast, right? Like right. I don't go with my racing bike. I go with my trekking bike with a lot of bags uh, on the back. Oh. Like, um, yeah. Um, so it's, it's not too bad. And uh, so far it was quite flat also. Let's see. I know Czech Republic and Austria and uh, the north of Italy are different. So I think the hard is still to come. <laughs> Good luck. So thank you, Chiara. Thank you very much thanks for, for, for your time. And thanks for all the uh, people who joined. Yeah, it was really nice talking to you. And for you at home, next Thursday we, we have another guest. We will have Francisca Roth 
which is user research lead at Zalando. And so follow our activity and we are counting on you and for the another girls of product. And don't forget that you can also uh, ask in advance all your doubts and don't be afraid to ask them live. <laughs> so thank you, Chiara. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you have so a, much for inviting me. Have a nice evening. Bye. Bye.